Now you all see why I get paid the big bucks. I got to follow that kind of stuff. (laughs) Reagan, thank you so much. If you have your Bibles this morning, I invite you to open them to the last book in the Bible, book number 66, the book of Revelation. Today we start our Christmas series, Tis the Season. And we're going to be looking at what I call Christmas questions. But more than just Christmas questions, Christmas answers. Revelation chapter 1, verse 5. The Apostle John reveals to us who Jesus Christ is. He didn't make this up. This is not his opinion. He didn't hear somebody else say this. God himself always reveals who he is to us. That we might share it with others. And on the Isle of Patmos, the Lord spoke to John and said, You tell those of my day and you tell those of the days to come who my son is. And look at Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. John does what he's told. And he says, From Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Many of you today are parents, some of you are grandparents. And I think all of us, from time to time, allow our minds to wonder, to ponder, if you will. What will our children or our grandchildren become? What will they one day have? What will they one day do? Don't you ever think about that in regard to your children? I do. In regard to your grandchildren? I do. The scriptures tell us that Mary pondered over baby Jesus. That word ponder means who he was to become, what he was to have, what he was to do crossed her mind many, many times. You see, the angels had spoken to her and told her about her son, Jesus. The shepherds had come and spoke to her. Simeon and Anna had spoken to her. The prophets of old had spoken to her. And she pondered what they said. She did not understand it all at the moment, but she pondered it. She thought about it. And then later she would ponder about things that would happen to Jesus. Of how the wise men would visit him and bring him certain gifts. And those gifts, ladies and gentlemen, were a statement of who he was. They weren't random gifts. They were a statement of who he was. And then I'm sure she pondered why King Herod, a king, an earthly king, would be so concerned about baby Jesus. So concerned that he would order babies slaughtered and murdered to try to kill baby Jesus from ever becoming adult Jesus. Mary pondered these things, the Bible says. 
And the song, Mary, Did You Know, which I believe is one of the greatest songs ever written. These questions are asked. Mary, did you know? Mary, did you ponder? Mary, did you ever think about your baby boy was the Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Mary, did you ever think about, did you ever ponder things that were said about your baby boy? That one day he would become heaven's perfect lamb. But that sleepy child you're holding was the great I am. You see, she pondered these things. And she didn't understand them all at first. We have the the luxury, if you will, of looking back. She didn't have that. But in time, through the work of God's Spirit in her eyes, in her ears, in her mind, in her heart, Mary figured out who Jesus was. She would know who He was. She would understand all the things that were said to her, all the things that happened around her. And she would believe that baby Jesus was the Lord Jesus. God had become a man. Emmanuel, God, was now with us. Now in our verse, the Apostle John, perhaps he was doing some pondering too. Because in Revelation chapter 1 verse 5, he answers three questions that may have come out of his ponderings. You see, God can read our minds and God can discern our hearts. I know some of you think I can't. I really can't. But God can. Is that a scary thought or a blessed thought that right now God's reading your mind? He knows exactly what you're thinking. If you're thinking anything. He knows exactly what you're feeling, if you're feeling anything. You can fool those around you. I can fool you, you can fool me, we can fool one another, but we can't fool God. And Mary, perhaps, she had some questions. And so John is now going to answer those questions concerning Jesus. Let's look at Revelation 1 verse 5. Let's answer a question that maybe Mary thought about. Maybe you've thought about. Maybe she pondered. Maybe you've pondered. She got an answer, but maybe you haven't got your answer yet. So this morning's going to be your lucky day. You're going to get it. Question number one. From Revelation 1, verse 5. Can I trust Jesus? Can I trust Jesus? You ever thought about that? You ever felt that? You ever pondered that? Can I trust Jesus? We can't trust our government. We all, can't always trust merchants. Can't always trust even family and friends. But can we trust Jesus? Can I trust Jesus? Can you trust Jesus? Well, John says, yes, you can. Notice what he says about Jesus. He says he is the what? The faithful witness. 
the faithful witness. What's the word, what is a witness? A witness is someone who will testify of what they have personally seen, what they have personally heard, what they have personally experienced. That's what a witness is. They don't tell what somebody else has seen. They don't tell what somebody else has heard. They don't tell what somebody else has experienced. A witness is someone who personally shares. This is what I saw. This is what I heard. This is what I experienced. This isn't secondhand. This is firsthand information. Jesus is a witness. He's not speaking on hearsay. Or secondhand information. What he says, he has been through. He's experienced. John also says, though, he's a faithful witness. You know what that means? He's absolutely true, he's absolutely authoritative. What he tells you he has saw, you can take it to the bank and cash the check. What he tells you he's heard, he has heard. What he tells you he's experienced, he's experienced. Absolutely true, absolutely authoritative. Remember what Jesus said to Pilate? And the crooked Roman governor was interrogating him. In John 18 verse 37, Jesus said, For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. And everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. The Lord Jesus gave witness of many things in the Gospels, but none greater than who He was. Because everything else flows out of who He was. What did he witness to us? What did he testify to us about himself? He declared he was the creator, did he not? Everyone and everything has their origin in me. I am the creator. I am God the creator. And then he witnessed, he testified that he was the savior. And whosoever calls upon his name shall be saved. Whether you be Jew, whether you be Gentile, whether you be a half-breed Samaritan, you call upon the name of Jesus, He'll save you. Whosoever comes will never be turned away. He testified and He witnessed that He was Lord. Not only did He create everyone and everything, pay attention, He is Lord over everyone and everything. And one day every knee will bend and every head will bow and every tongue will broadcast to the glory of the Father. Jesus is Lord. Those in heaven, those on earth, and those in hell, they'll all do it. Even the devil himself will bend his knee one day to Jesus. He also witnessed and testified that he was God. John repeatedly tells us that Jesus declared himself to be I am. I am is the biblical term for God himself. Jesus said, I am God. I'm the true, I'm the living, I'm the triune, 
I'm the only God there is. Jesus declared himself as the faithful witness. To be creator, savior, Lord and God. And the rest of the Bible does what? Amen. <laughs> the written word amens the living word. Because they're one and the same. Now I realize that we have some people don't believe that. They don't believe that Jesus is creator, savior, Lord and God. They might only believe bits and pieces. As I've told you many times, when it comes to Jesus, you believe all of him or you believe none of him. It's not like S&S cafeteria where you can go through and have, I'll take this, but I don't want none of that. You either take all of him or you take none of him. Can't have it both ways. And I know there's some infidels and heretics and apostates and agnostics and cultists and religionists who will argue to their blue in the face. In fact, they argue just to hear their head roar about who Jesus is. But they're closed-minded, they're hard-hearted, and you're wasting your time trying to convince people who don't want to be convinced anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely of the belief that some people aren't looking for Jesus any more than people are looking for, uh, thieves are looking for police officers. They're just not. But Jesus is the faithful witness. He declares, he testifies who he is. For those who have an open mind and an open heart. That they might understand in who he is and receive him as who he is. That's why it's so important, ladies and gentlemen, to read your Bibles. To read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. And to think about the things you read thoughtfully and prayerfully. Because the faithful witness will tell you who he is. As you read the books that tell about him primarily. Back in 1991 when I was pastoring in Sumter. We had the last big crusade I would have there. Before God would call me to Miles Road in 1993. And we had it at my church. And we brought in four different testimonial speakers. For this crusade. Four of the greatest testimonial speakers in America at that time. They actually came to Sumter and were on the platform of my church. And one of them was Bill Murray. Bill Murray was the son of Madeline Murray O'Hare. The well-known atheist. Among many other things she was well-known for. Which I will not tell you. Because it's profane and vulgar. But he was her son and he came to share. And I'm going to paraphrase something that he said in that meeting. He said... And I paraphrase, there came a point in my life when I had to decide who to believe. Was I going to believe the four gospel writers and their 23,145 verses where they tell the story about who Jesus is and what he was about? Or was I going to believe my cynical mother and her book? The book of O'Hare. Who was I going to believe? And he said I made a choice. To believe the Bible. And I'm glad I did. You 
You see, when you study the Bible, you'll be brought to making a choice too. Is the faithful witness who he says he is? And if you open the Bible and read it sincerely, prayerfully, sincerely seeking, prayerfully seeking the truth, the truth will set you free. You'll know. But let's move on now. Let's look at the second question real quick. Question number one, can Jesus be trusted? And John says he can. He's the faithful witness. Believe it when he says he's creator. Believe it when he says he is savior. Believe it when he says he is Lord. Believe it when he says he is God. Believe on this side. Because if you die without believing it, you will believe it five seconds after you're gone. But it'll be too late. Second question. Does the Lord Jesus have the power to help me? Have you ever pondered that? That question? Does, does this Jesus, the faithful witness, does he have the power to help me? Well, John says, yes, he does. Because he's the firstborn from the dead. Look at your Bible. Jesus Christ, the faithful witness. Jesus Christ, the firstborn from the dead. Now, what's that phrase mean? You ever thought about that? Firstborn from the dead. It's a reference to his resurrection. The fact that when they crucified Jesus and buried him, he came out of the tomb alive on the third day, just as the prophets foretold, just as the, prophet, uh, the apostles had been told, just as Jesus declared. You see, he, he always revealed ahead of time what he was going to do. And he came out of the tomb alive. He was resurrected from the dead. In that resurrection from the dead, he conquered sin, he conquered death, he conquered the grave, he conquered hell. And he did it just like that. The enemies all fell at his feet when he walked out of that tomb alive. And in his resurrection, those who believe in him have been resurrected too. You see, death had no power over the Lord Jesus, and it has no power over his people either. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though you might think he's dead, <laughs> he's alive. More alive than he's ever been. He's shouting in glory. Why are you crying down here? 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 14, Paul says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, we believe in his resurrection, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. God will also resurrect those who die in the Lord. Now get it down big, plain, and straight. If Jesus Christ resurrected himself from the dead, can he take care of you? I, I mean, I, I'm honest. I'm being facetious. But can he take care of you? Is the faithful witness able 
to take care of you? Does he have the power to take care of you? And I say to you, yes, he does. If he can walk out of a tomb alive, he has all power in heaven and earth in his hands, does he not? He can save you from your sin. You say, you don't know how much sin I got. It doesn't matter. He can save you from your sin. He can heal you from your sickness. You say, but pastor, I got cancer, stage four cancer. It doesn't matter. He can heal you from cancer. He has the power to meet your need. You say, pastor, I got my needy person. <laughs> Aren't we all? And he can meet every need we have. He can protect us. You say, pastor, you don't know the kind of threats I'm facing out there. It doesn't matter. He's greater than all of the things that could endanger us. All together, all at once. He can help us in our shortages. He can support us in our failings. He can fix and repair us in our brokenness. Humpty Dumpty couldn't put things back together again. But Jesus can. He specializes in broken people, putting them back together again and making them stronger in their repair than they were when they were original. He can give you advice. He can give you counsel in your confusion. He can deliver you and rescue you from your temptations. He can lead and guide you through your lostness. You say, Pastor, how do you know? Because he walked out of the grave alive. That's encouraging, isn't it? Because some of you are looking at me saying, I'm ho I, I, there's nothing he can do for me. Yeah, he is. He can do something for you. He can do something for you. You say, yeah, it is. This is a good grammar, pastor. No, but it's good theology. Question three. These are Christmas questions. I wonder if Mary thought about these things. First Christmas, I wonder if we think about them this Christmas. Can Jesus be trusted? Yes, he's the faithful witness. Does he have the power to help me in my situation? Yes, he does. Because he's the firstborn from the dead. Last question. Can he take care of my future? Can he take care of my future? Notice what John's last word about Jesus is. He's the ruler over the kings of the earth. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. That phrase, ruler over the kings of the earth, means, ladies and gentlemen, he has absolute authority. Absolute authority. Not just authority, absolute authority. We answer to earthly kings, but earthly kings answer to the king of kings. Jesus has the last word. He indeed is the final word. Do you know one day our president will answer to Jesus? The prime ministers of this world will answer to Jesus. The kings and queens, the royalty, the blue bloods of this world will answer to Jesus. One day the czars will answer to Jesus. The dictators will answer to Jesus. The ayatollahs will answer to Jesus. The fuhrers will answer to Jesus. The despots will answer to Jesus. One day they all will answer to him. 
He has the final word. One day, the baby killers will answer to Jesus. The porn dealers will answer to Jesus. The serial murderers will answer to Jesus. The anarchists will answer to Jesus. The hate mongers will answer to Jesus. The child rapists will answer to Jesus. The dope pushers will answer to Jesus. They may not get away with it down here, but they won't get away with it up there. The Lord Jesus will have the final word over those who rule. Judge Jesus will have the final word over those who have sinned wickedly against him and his people. You know, it gets depressing sometimes when we look out there at this world. But I want to remind you where this world's going. What this world is coming to. Better said, who this world is coming to. It's coming to Jesus. Everything's right on schedule. The train is right on time. One day it's going to stop and there he will be. Baby Jesus, that first Christmas, he was the faithful witness. He was always truthful. He was the first to be born. He would be powerful in his resurrection. He was the ruler over the rulers of the world. That speaks of his sovereignty. He was truthful. He was powerful. He was sovereign. And one day Mary saw it all come to pass. One day we'll see it all. The question is from which side? Mary pondered. And her ponderings were one day understood. We ponder. May we believe too. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Pastor, can I trust Jesus? You sure can. He's the faithful witness.